0: Hi, Claire and James here. Just before we get stuck into this week's episode, we wanted to let you know the exciting news that the Midlife Reset Audit is now live. This is a first-of-its-kind personalised diagnostic tool designed for midlifers by midlifers.
1: In just three minutes, the audit will help you pinpoint what's really holding you back from living your healthiest, happiest midlife, and most importantly, provide tailored strategies on how to take back control. Midlife doesn't have to be a time of uncertainty. It can be an era of growth, discovery, and well-being. So, to go ahead and take the audit, go to themidlifementors.com forward slash audit.
0: Diets. Truly, they can be making you fat. Although we understand how addictive the diet fads can be, at midlife, you're doing your body and mind more harm than good. It's
1: time to reinvent healthy eating at midlife. And in this episode, we explain the how and the why. I'm James Davis.
0: And I'm Claire Davis.
1: We're the Midlife Mentors, here to lift the lid on how to achieve health and happiness.
0: The balanced, no-nonsense way.
1: Hello and welcome to another edition of the Midlife Mentors podcast. I'm James.
0: I'm Claire, and we are doing them more frequently. You'll see. Yay, we're back in the swing of it.
1: We are coming to you live and direct from. What I've got to say, of today, a rather grey and overcast Marbella.
0: Yes, we did um, a live workout this morning with our, um, our community, and it was the the rain was actually horizontal going and across. It was
1: pitch black. And it
0: was Yeah, that that was just normal. But the rain horizontal, <laughs> I was like, oh. Um, but we did it. Of course we did it. Always. So, how are we all? Today, what are we talking about, Mr. D? We're
1: talking about, contentious, why your diet is actually making you fat. It could be
0: making you fat. Exactly. So. We get it. Yeah, of course, we get it. Um, anyone that's listened, yeah. anyone that's listened to our podcast before, um I was a perpetual dieter. You know, I've in two dressers is smaller, two dressers is bigger. My relationship with food was terrible. I was always, I mean, I've literally been on every diet. I think the worst one was called the marine diet or something. Marine
1: diet? Yeah, so I think. Did you eat fish?
0: <laughs> no, weirdly enough. Eggs. It was awful. Eggs. 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 Can you imagine how pleasant I was to be around? Um, but yeah, diets are just, you know, ugh, the diet industry. Multi, multi-million pound um, industry. Um, because, guess what? They don't work, so you have yeah. to keep going back
1: to them. I was going to say that. We're getting close to that time of year. You know, Christmas, New Year, you'll see a slew of new diet books coming out. Um, this, I think it's top time of the year for them, mm. followed closely by, you know, late spring into summer. But here's the thing, folks. If diets worked, worked, they wouldn't <sighs> need to keep reinventing them and putting books out with a slightly different spin on it every single time. Yeah. Um, And here's the thing all these diets, no matter what they are, whether they're doing the marine diet, the egg diet, the wine diet, the chocolate diet, (laughs) the the, cayenne pepper diet, the the... cayenne
0: pepper diet. My goodness, just drinking Uh, water with cayenne pepper in it. Wasn't that Beyonce's one?
1: I don't know, I have no idea. (laughs) Um, They all work on the same, um, basically the same methodology, which is by restricting your calories. Uh, Some will do it by out and out going, we're restricting your calories. Some will do it by restricting you from food groups. Some will do it by restricting by food types. Some will have you by saying they're not restricting, but only get you eating certain things. So it's restriction by omission. Yeah. At the end of the day, it boils down to this. If you consistently eat, consume less calories than you expend, you will lose weight. Um, that part of it is not rocket science. There's a lot more um, nuance that goes in there with, with you know, nutrition and the things that work, things that don't work. They here's the thing, all these diets work by basically getting to go into a calorie deficit.
0: Well, this is what the McDonald's diet did, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, oh, that's
1: a good point, Claire. About that. Yeah. Like, numerous people have proved it now by going on junk food diets. There's a guy that
0: did it, yeah, junk food McDonald's diet, and he actually just um, restricted his calories, and guess what? He lost weight. I mean, goodness knows what I was doing internally, so I'm not saying that that's a good idea, because... The amount of saturated fat he was eating was insane but that's just the exact point that if you rest- you know if you um yeah if you've got your calories down you are going to lose body fat and body weight
1: so before we dive into why diets don't work and why they could in fact be making you fat let's just look a little a bit a little bit about the science around them right so um like we just said there a diet any diet will work by restricting your calories so In case you don't know, we all have a daily calorie need that's highly individual. It'll depend on our physical activity levels, our kind of our hormone activity, our physical activity, genetics, but we have like a daily amount of calories we need to function. If you are currently carrying more weight, body fat than you would like, then chances are you are consistently consuming more calories daily Mm. than you require. If you want to lose weight, you just need to put yourself in a deficit, i.e., decrease the calories um, that you're consuming relative to those you need. Now, why we don't like diets is, we're gonna to come to this, is like they're, they're, they're missing one part of the equation, they're only attacking the energy in part, not the energy out. And the energy out is also super, super important. You know, if we have a set of calories that we burn during the day, the other thing of course we can do is burn more calories regularly so that our energy output is higher. But we're gonna dive into that a little bit later.
0: Well, what we mean by that is your 10,000 steps, your exercising, it needs to be done because that creates a healthy lifestyle. It's not just about dieting and restricting your calories, guys.
1: No, so why don't diets work? Well, diets, you know, they have a 97 plus failure rate. There's lots of research that backs this up. Over 97% of dieters uh, within three years will put on the same or more oh. weight than they lost.
0: I mean, that must sound so familiar to so many of you. Um you know, you get locked in that diet trap and actually, oh my goodness, it just makes you absolutely miserable. Your, um, your sense of self-worth um, just depletes every single time you fail at these diets. And I hate to use the word fail, but you're, you're setting yourself up to fail because of all the things we're going to talk about. Mm. You're setting yourself up to fail anyway. And what that does to your um, self-worth and your self-esteem, it just damages it on such a high level over and over and over again.
1: Yeah, I mean let's look let's look at that one thing. Why diets fail It's cause a lot of them um, have a time scale involved in them, right? A lot yeah, of diets no. will, will promise <laughs> you the uh, lose X pounds in X amount of time. But here's the thing, what happens when you get to the end of that time, and even diets that sound like they might be fun initially, like, uh, I don't know, the Atkins all eat eat steak and cheese all day long. No, the
0: chocolate and wine diet. That's a true. That's a true diet that we saw on some TV show a little while ago. It is.
1: But once you're stuck doing that for a few weeks on end, guess what? You're going to start craving the things that you can't have on that diet. So they're they're not sustainable. They often come at the timescale. And what happens is, yes, you might get the short-term results in dropping weight, and not necessarily body fat, but muscle mass as well. We're going to cover that. But uh, when you get to the end of whatever that time period is, and you go back to whatever eating normal was for you, guess what? Your body's adapted to the diet, so you just put on even more weight back on.
0: And also, can I just say, you're setting yourself up with expectations there. So all these diets say, oh, you know, lose weight, body fat in this X amount of time. And actually, some people don't. So the expectation is, you know, like, oh, I'm going to lose that amount of weight in that amount of time. And when your expectation isn't met, you feel like you're such a failure. So then you just think, oh, you know, it hasn't worked, I'll do the next thing. It's like the magpie scenario. It's kind of like, oh, there's a the shiny new diet over there. You just keep yourself perpetually in this loop. And the reason, the reason it hasn't worked is because they are designed to be super restrictive and then you will fail. And I think... You know, one of the terrible things is you've set yourself up for that expectation rather than actually just making this as a lifestyle choice. Mm. You want to make healthy eating and balance sustainable and part of a lifestyle choice, not something that you reach at the end of X amount of time.
1: Exactly. And that is a big part of the whole... Um failure mindset around diets is because like when I get to X point when I, I get achieved when I get X result
0: but no and you're
1: delaying it rather than making a lifestyle choice for now and sliding into a sustainable way to keep the weight off and then maintain it you're constantly on this goal orientated exactly. approach but you know never quite knowing how to stay there. well it's
0: a whole quick fix society isn't it we're in that quick fix society now constantly you know have this in x amount of time it's even with money finances business have this in this amount of time you're set up with that kind of time limit in your head rather than just making it a sustainable choice for your life
1: exactly that so let's look at why diets aren't fun and aren't great uh, and why they can be making you fat right so we said already 97 percent failure rate right? Um, often, if you've been on it, you know, you end up quite miserable psychologically. You end up quite miserable because you're, uh, in fact, denying yourself stuff that you want all the time. You know, that is human nature. As soon as someone says to you, Oh, you can't eat chocolate muffins anymore, guess what? You start thinking about wanting to really eat a chocolate muffin so that they make you miserable while you're on them, um, which means that they're not sustainable. They're often quite boring in terms mm. of the restrictions, what you can eat. Um, and again, that feeds into you thinking about what you can't eat and really wanting it. Well, exactly.
0: We've not noticed that in life. Anytime mm-hmm. someone says you can't have something, you want it more. It's like when you were a child. You can't have this, you're so like, how much I want I snared you,
1: Claire. hundred <laughs> it off the market.
0: <laughs> I was going to say that's the only really the reason you stuck around because I kept saying no. <laughs> No, you can't have me.
1: Um, the other thing with diets is you, they don't really educate you into no. how to keep it off. I mean, yeah, okay, you can you can follow something from a book or an online plan that that gets you to lose weight really fast, but you've got, got no, really no idea. idea like the hows or whys, and if you don't understand it you can't really repeat it unless you do exactly the same thing again which well yeah because you're not empowered
0: be. with the knowledge and the wisdom of how to keep it you know if you do fall, fall off the wagon a little bit which we always suggest you do actually you know life is in balance so you know we eat pizza and drink wine and stuff because our life is, life is supposed to be enjoyed but it's about having the wisdom and the knowledge about how to, how to get back on that that horse again, basically. Exactly.
1: And that's another reason we don't uh, like diets. is like Claire said, their life is to be enjoyed. So a lot of time, if you're on a diet, it's hard to fit around your partner or your family, number one, because you end up, you know, oh, I'm doing one meal for them and then a completely separate meal for me from the from the diet. How work. is
0: that going to work? Exactly. It just doesn't fit in with your lifestyle.
1: Uh, and then the other thing is it kind of uh, destroys your social life. If you're on a diet and suddenly you're out in a restaurant and um, they haven't got the specific things that you're meant to be eating a lot of us will come unstuck there, just going, oh, well, I've blown it now. i In inverted commas, failed, so I might as well give up. Um,
0: I just wanted to say one other thing, actually. It wasn't on our little notes here, but we have such an emotional connection to food. We do, yeah. So, um, our happy, you know, um, basically that's where comfort food comes from. So, if we're making ourselves miserable with um, food, which is supposed to be nourishing, it is supposed to be enjoyed, it's supposed to be loved, Um, it's only in very recent years that this whole diet culture has come around the quick fix, the fads you know, our ancestors enjoyed their food it was nourishing, it was something that was sociable and in balance if we're constantly putting ourselves into like a really, I don't know like a really sad place with food a really unhealthy relationship with food you know, like, you're going to feel restricted, you're going to feel bored you're going to feel frustrated and angry, we call it hangry all the time you know and that's, that's actually going to make you um, flip to the other way. And actually your body is probably, I would say, going to hold on to more body fat because our body responds to our thoughts and our emotions. So actually a lot of the mm. time, you know, if we are low, that's why when we're stressed or going through a difficult time, we tend to hold on to body fat actually because um, our emotions are deeply connected with what we eat. Um, and yeah, it responds in, in, in that way, doesn't it?
1: Exactly. Um, and let's look again into the science aspect of it as well. Like, if you restrict your calories for a prolonged period of time, guess what? Your metabolism, we talked about earlier, is going to adjust to compensate. So it will slow down to adjust to the new level of food coming in. Which means, again, once you stop having that food and you go back to a normal diet where your calories are higher, your metabolism already adjusted to a lower rate, meaning you're more likely to put fat back on. Mm. The last point here uh, on the science side as well, if diets are getting you to lose weight really fast, like a lot of them are, there seems to be um, a trend at the moment to how much can you lose how fast. It's
0: just awful.
1: When you're losing weight that fast, A, you are going to crash your metabolism, but B, you're also going to probably lose more muscle mass than fat. Um, uh, going to what we call a catabolic state. And this is absolutely not what you want. Muscle is highly metabolic. I mean, the more muscle we carry, the higher metabolic rates. What we want to be doing is actually preserving as much muscle mass as we can. Doing exercise like resistance training is actually going to increase our muscle mass. So guess what? You might even get heavier, but drop body fat and look and feel way better because you Um, want to be working on increasing your metabolism well it's
0: also so so important we've talked about this before so many times it's so important that we maintain muscle mass as we age because it decreases naturally at midlife anyway so not only it like jane says it's more metabolically active but actually we really need to preserve our muscle mass as we age so we're strong and healthy and fit uh for longer
1: Exactly. So, we've given you a whole list of reasons there why diets are a terrible, terrible idea and why they could, in fact, be making you fat and certainly in the medium to longer term are very likely to make you fat. You know, 97% failure rate. Um, here's the thing life and food should be enjoyed. So, what should you be doing if you wanted to drop some body fat uh, and then keep it off? Wow.
0: It's the other part of the equation, isn't it?
1: It is. So diets only tackle one part, like we said at the start, which is the energy in. We want to address the energy out. And we've touched on something there, uh, which is resistance training. If we can add lean muscle mass, we're going to raise our metabolic rate. And of course, the very act of training with resistance, whether that's body weight or using weights, is going to burn calories as well. We want to add in um, short bursts of high intensity interval training because it's not time consuming and it is super effective at A, burning calories while you'll do it and B, keeping your metabolic rate higher with what we call the afterburner effect. So whether that's for you or not, the other thing you can do is just add in more movement like Claire said earlier on, the 10,000 steps, the walking, taking the escalator, move more so you're burning more calories and then create a slight deficit. The other thing you want to work on Super, super important. And what we dive into with all our clients and our programs is the mindset. Uh, and of course, you know, a lot of people will just go and hammer the training without really looking at the foods, thinking they can out-train a bad diet. Newsflash, you can't. Other people just do the diet. We've explained why that doesn't work. So you want to do the diet and the movement together. But you also want to start looking at, you know, what your drivers, your motivations are, and in particular, what your beliefs are around yourself and your weight and your self-image.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's like, um, so we talk about affirmations a lot, we talk about visualizations, but actually visualizing yourself as someone that finds it easy to balance, um, you know, your food, your mindset. So basically, um, one of the affirmations we use quite a lot is, you know, I... It is completely possible for me to maintain balance in my life. It is completely possible for me to live a healthy lifestyle. I make good food choices. Those are the sorts of things you want to be telling yourself. And also like visualising you being healthy and strong over a longer period of time without feeling like you're restricting. So actually getting into that visualisation and feeling that part of yourself where you're really, really focused on that is really, really strong. Also making sure that yeah, your beliefs are aligned with um, your actions as well. So your self-identity, we always say you cannot outperform your own self-identity. So actually making sure that you really, really start believing that you are someone that doesn't crash diet, that doesn't um, use fad diets, that actually is able to make those good choices and sustain it for a lifetime. And then obviously acting in that way so we become what we call congruent.
1: Exactly. So let's finish with giving you some proper actionable tips here. Uh, You've just got a load there on mindset, so that's one. Two, go work yourself out some sort of movement plan, whether that's hitting the gym, whether it's just walking more, whether it's steps, go work that part out. Three, start to look at your food. Educate yourself on the portion sizes. Try and eliminate processed foods. Make sure you're not having too many carbohydrates in your diet. We need them. They're not bad for you, but we need to eat the right kind. Fresh vegetables, particularly leafy greens, small amounts of fruit, And they should comprise between 45 to 55% of our diet. Um, Often our diet is a lot higher than with a lot of processed foods. We want to cut all those out. And lastly, just look where you can to minimize sugars, particularly hidden sugars. If you can combine those elements, then you basically have a foundation to go forward and not only lose fat but keep it off in the long term without dieting and still enjoying life and having the things you want
0: yeah one thing i'd say as we wrap this up is um just remember what we were saying about that emotional connection that you have between um your body and your diet and your food okay so like we said that's a very emotional connection that you have and if you're being really restrictive if you're not enjoying your food if you're seeing food as the enemy constantly your body is just going to be responding to that and just holding on to um, the fat and the weight because actually you're just not enjoying life and you're being really mean on yourself. You're putting yourself down because of these restrictive diets that keep making you foul. Just remember, we've said this before as well, um, most of your happy hormone, your serotonin, is actually created in your gut, not in your brain. So that's why there is such a heavy relationship between the emotional connection between what we eat and how we feel so just try and bring balance back to your life. Stop these crazy fad diets, please, because actually, just emotionally, they are—they're increasing your chances of you being fat. To be honest with you, being really <laughs> blunt there, um, and yeah, just just try and and um, understand as well that if you have been on diets for a majority of your life, like so many of our clients have been. Just know that, of course, you would have crashed your metabolism. Of course, that would have happened. And actually, you do need a bit of patience, right? These things do not happen overnight. One of the things I always say to our clients is, I crashed my metabolism for years and years and years and years. And it took a good year and a half, two years to actually build that up through the HIIT training, through actually not restricting my calories constantly and going into starvation mode and all those emotions that came with that. Actually, it took a little while. So you need, Rome isn't built in a day. You need a bit of patience and a bit of consistency and just know that over time, your body will respond to you being kinder to it. Mm,
1: Love that, love that. Um, Sending you all so much love and we'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Now, if you'd love more information like that, remember you can join our free community on Facebook, the Midlife Mentors Community. Yeah, absolutely. Um, We're delivering uh, free content in there all... The time, and we're dipping in and out there, answering questions and stuff. So please do go and yeah, join. Yeah, we've
0: got a free five day challenge going on at the moment. It's just beautiful because everyone, you know, we need connection. And um, we're still, we're still in a crazy world right now. Um, coronavirus isn't going away, um, and actually connecting with people. We know that anxiety is high. There's um, lots of structure has being up in the air. There's not very much routine. So actually, just connecting with like minded people and having that support network and that accountability is really, really helping so many people. And we're so honoured that we get to do that, and you know it's one of the highlights of social media. To be quite honest with you, we're um, able to, you know, I, I'm we do talk sometimes about the the downside of social media and um, the internet, but actually, it is connecting people and making them feel part of a community and giving them some routine and structure. So please, as James said, if you want some support from us direct, um, go into the Midlife Mentors community on facebook we are there hanging out all the time
1: all right sending you so much love
0: sending you so much love guys and um we'll be back next week lots of love bye
1: you've been listening to the midlife mentors with claire and james davis
0: we'd love to hear from you so drop us a line at info at themidlifementors.com with any questions or topic suggestions
1: and make sure you join us on our facebook page and youtube channel you can find us under the midlife mentors
0: Thanks so much for listening to this episode. And don't forget to take the Midlife Reset audit now to receive personalized insights into what's holding you back from living your healthiest, happiest midlife. So go ahead and take the audit now at themidlifementors.com forward slash audit.